Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. What is something you think is overrated? Overrated. I think having the so you know it was just Labor Day uh, yesterday. It was, and uh, I think what a the, pro. The September Labor Day is, is fucked. Labor Day is May first. That's the International Labor Day. Oh, uh, okay. that's an international it's, one. It is the International Workers Day. Why do Americans do that? Well, because organized labor in this country was uh, brutally suppressed, and uh, employers were like, "Let's make another Labor Day that's not one in international solidarity with the entire rest of the world." So they made it September uh, first Monday in September. Yeah. I've just met you and I've learned so much. I am I full of information, especially about labor stuff. You're you're very informed on on labor. We do situations. it a lot. Yeah, we're around. <laughs> you fuck with unions. I do fuck with unions. I don't think that unions are inherently leftist, but I fuck with unions. Yo, yeah. I would you, love who, to be in a union. Who should I vote for in the guild? Oh, uh, let's talk about this off the air. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to get a job. <laughs> um, These people are vindictive. So when did when did unions officially like go out of fashion? Was it just when Reagan crushed the? Uh, Was it when Reagan crushed them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Was that well, it? well, basically, like you know, I'm not I am not an expert on the history of American labor, but I do know that there was like a huge resurgence in the early 1900s. This is also when there was a lot of like violent anarchist activity in yeah. places like Chicago, right? So like with industrialization, there was like a very strong labor movement. People fucking struck and fought and died for an eight hour workday, yeah. you know, which we now take for granted, you right. know, like there didn't used to be an eight hour workday. There didn't used to be weekends. So right. like people really fought for all this stuff and kind of like the early 1900s. And then basically from the fifties onward, you know, the the government was more like breaking down unions and uh -huh. um, antitrust laws were either repealed or just you know, not, not renewed, relaxed yeah. so that monopolies could grow. But like in the early era of like industrialization, when there were like trains and stuff, there were all these when trains were getting big, you know, there were all these monopolies. And then the government was like, well, we have to break these up. Right. And that helped organize labor. But then, um, you know, eventually they were like, no, this is pretty cool. <laughs> is it going to continue to be a push-pull? Like, do you think? Like, because I was reading. I think so. This dude just wrote an article. He created the show Good Trouble. But he wrote a real, I was like, let me see what this dude is talking about. But yeah. he wrote a really good article. <laughs> good Trouble. And I was like, okay, let me see. Let me see what he has to say about unions. And then I read it and I was like, oh, this is actually really profound. And, like, he was kind of talking about how it feels like now a lot of people, especially with the Trump administration, the mm -hmm. Bush administration, are working really hard to relax and, like you said, repeal yeah. some of that shit. And that now is the time where we can either like not let that happen yeah. or it's going to go too far. Uh, the airline strike that's going on now is like a big example of that. Like Unite here is a union of airline workers from many different airlines and they're right now trying to fight for like like uh, what is it united i think is paying people like 925 an hour That's and they're crazy. making billions and billions in profits so stuff like that is kind of like it's coming down to the line where people are like well we're getting fucked so bad we don't have any choice but to do this shit anymore cuz you just yeah. can't live you know these are people working two jobs and still not making enough to live That's insane It's fucked Do do we think it was part of like a conscious uh, strategic decision to make Labor Day like kind of a shitty holiday where it's the end of summer. Like it like makes you yeah, depressed maybe. a little bit. Yeah. And they were like, <laughs> instead of making it the beginning of the summer, yeah. it's like, hey. Yeah. Uh, May 1st, it's Beltane, you know, it's the right. horniest day of the year. Right. It's like a magic day. That's Wait, true. what's Beltane? Beltane is like the, um, is like a pagan thing. Oh, nice. It's like a pagan uh, celebration. The first, it's, it's not like the first day of spring. It's, it's halfway between the spring solstice and the, or sorry, the spring equinox and the summer solstice. Right. It's the day that I'm always horniest. Yeah, I, it's I've a big, found. big horny. Watch out for me on May 1st, people. <laughs> I've been keeping a log of my horniness levels. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Off the charts today. Let's talk about Dior, you guys. Uh, they've got a new ad uh, that is... Which Dior? The Jewish one? I. Which Dior? Yeah, which Dior? I don't know. Is There's there... two Dior's? There's two Dior's. There's Muslim Dior, Jewish Dior, and Christian Dior. Uh, uh, she's not the best in the biz for nothing. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. 
So they've got a new ad that is a Native American doing a ceremonial dance uh, that it says, we are the land, uh, and the text that appears alongside it says, an authentic journey deep into the Native American soul in a sacred founding and secular territory. What? More, yes, more to come September 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, more land? Yes, no, 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 no. Uh, more appropriation. <laughs> uh, the, now this, so this is a, uh, a perfume or cologne, I'm not sure which. Uh, I thought it was land. No, no. So we are the land is just the idea. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, no. But That's right. So this this scent sums up the idea of uh, Native it, Americans being the land. Does it smell like blood? Uh, probably a little bit. There's like blood mixed with passion fruit. Um, <laughs> but so this is a scent uh, that is called. Savage. Uh, it's basically savage with a U added. So we found a longer version of the ad that gives it context. Uh, and the way that we get context is uh, we see Johnny Depp. Yes, Johnny Depp uh, walking through a desert with an electric guitar. Finally. Uh, and he looks up startled like a meerkat. And then there is a young attractive woman in like a wolf fur who like looks up at him startled like what is he doing here is she on all fours or is she standing she's uh i think she's standing it's it's actually that's a good note but that's a good note right uh and then johnny depp shreds a nasty guitar solo in the middle of the desert and then they cut to that dude doing the ceremonial dance and then what happens to the we are the land lady uh, she's just there, you know. Does she enjoy the shredding, or? Uh, she like it's hard to say. She, I think she's just aware of his presence, but she's not actually like spatially there. It's more oh, of like a, she's the spirit <clears throat> of the land, right? Exactly. Um, Is she white? What's up with that? What's going on there? Uh, she, I don't know. Uh, it's it's hard to say. I mean, let's rewrite this ad, bro. Okay. <laughs> yeah, please. So it should start in darkness. Okay. And then a light comes in, right? Mm. Then you hear the howling of a wolf. Mm-hmm. And then you cut to that lady. Yeah. Right. And then she's like, she's on all fours because okay. she's a wolf. And it would be crazy if she was walking. If she was walking, that's a whole different commercial. Okay. So she's all on fours. If she's and walking, then it's Crash Bandicoot. Exactly. It's a world in where animals are walking. Mm-hmm. And then. And that's not a world we want to live in. No. Right. So then Johnny Depp comes out of the ground and he's crushing it on the guitar solo, mm-hmm. but then someone stops him and it's Elizabeth Warren and she says, I should be playing the guitar. Right. <laughs> and then she takes the guitar and keeps playing it, right? Right. Okay. The results of her DNA test flash mm-hmm. on the screen behind her. On the screen, right. just to make sure everyone knows, we know who she is. She's legit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, hmm, I'm trying to think of where I can take this commercial to where it's not problematic. Mm-hmm. Well, do uh, uh, you want a suggestion? Yeah, tag the, the wolf girl um, whips out a bass yes. and they shred together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They like, make beautiful music mm-hmm. together. Like when Red Hot Chili Peppers was playing at the Slauson Castle. Yes. And then the guitarist and the bassist. I don't know the bassist's name. His name is Flea. I don't yeah, know the guitarist's name. Ketis. But they were... Sl- they were uh, <laughs> ain't that the lead singer? Yeah. Yeah, doesn't he play guitar? Nah, uh, he's not no. the guitarist. I fucked it up. I'm I want to say okay. John Favreau, but that's not right. Isn't that the drummer? Go did you with a witch you And they're just playing with each other. Right. I was looking at a Trace Cyrus. Trace Cyrus has a lot of portraits of Native Americans on him for okay. a guy who grew up in a white guy who grew up in Tennessee and then now lives in LA. Right. But how are how's he supposed to show respect? I mean I don't know. That's a question I'm always asking. Right. Exactly. Uh Trace. How do I show respect for a race I'm not? Yeah. Get a tattoo. That's right. Oh, well, that's why I got so many tattoos of white people on my body. <laughs> what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? All right. So when I was preparing for this, I couldn't decide whether I wanted to get um, all heady and serious or talk about Popeye's chicken sandwiches. So I kind of cut it down the middle. But uh, I guess this is now that I'm looking at my notes, I took like Slavoj Zizek notes. So this, <laughs> this is kind of an intense point. But I think I was thinking about this and I was like, um, 
myth, a big myth to me is uh, this idea that like art is a weapon. And what I mean by that is that, like, um, you know, I mean, we're here in L.A. We're mm-hmm. in the land where you, we make all the things, you know, mm-hmm. all the media and stuff. Yes. So maybe it's relevant. There's a very popular idea in America that like I'm going to fight Trump with my music or whatever <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or, uh, you know, or with movies and stuff like that. And uh, I kind of also call bullshit on this, I guess. I think it's a it's a very popular myth, and it's profitable. And what I mean by that is, here's why I was thinking about it, right? So this Dave Chappelle special comes out, and everyone's or uh, everyone in the, uh, in the right wing, the Breitbart's and Reason.com's, yeah. all these people are like, you know, the cancel culture people don't want you to see this special, right? Right. <laughs> and yeah. uh, everyone makes fun of them because it's hilarious. But then, you know... Like a few years ago, this lady Ghostbusters movie came out, and how they advertise it? They're like, oh, the the bros don't want you to see it. I'm like, what do these two things have in common? Right. They don't want you to buy my product. Right. So <laughs> stick it to them by buying my thing. Right. Right. That's, that's how like capitalism came back around and just molded itself around all this stuff we're talking about. Mm. And uh, it's that's dumb. I'm against it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. I think there's the the idea that you could somehow just be like. Dude, these subversive T-shirts are gonna bring are gonna end child separation. Your heart's in the right place, but I don't know if you know if we're talking in terms of an action plan. That's the best thing to do. But I guess if you're just using it as awareness, that's one level of it. But I think to to suppose that that that's the you know that's gonna directly affect things. But it kind of like I think it's advantageous to people in power to permeate these myths because it it really keeps people from doing anything that actually threatens power by thinking like, you know, well, I could do a bunch of boring, dry political shit or I could pick up a brick or I could do my hobby. And then that's also somehow part of this process. And it's like, you know, imagine you're like a king, you're inside of a tower, you don't want to get in the tower. There's all these people outside and uh, they have weapons, right? Well, it would be probably pretty advantageous to like permeate the idea that like weapons aren't. That's not how you do it. Do it with a song, you know. Right. <laughs> you know what would really fucking piss me off if, is if y'all stayed at home. Right. Yeah. That yeah. would really fuck me up. Yeah. I don't know. So like, I, I guess this idea gets thrown around a lot of the circles I'm in, and I think it's uh, the point I'm trying to make. I guess is like, art is the end of society, not the beginning of it. Like it's the end result. Right. And so that's what America has backwards to me. Interesting. You know? Yeah. And I think, I mean, all art is political. And so like sometimes when people are going out to specifically make a political statement that they have consciously concocted in their mind, I feel like sometimes just in terms of the quality of the art, that's, it it tends to work better when it's like something that has taken some time to stew in your unconscious well, or just in general the best art is true actual self-expression rather right. than like pop music where it's like well this is banging right now if right. i do something in this world i can get swept up therefore and i think yeah. that's that's a big difference too if like if it's like meaning first and then there's like a point in it later right. if, if you're writing a joke if it's, if it's funny first and then that happens to have a, a point of view in it because it's your point of view and it's attached to the things you think about that's a joke, right? But if you start with the thing you're trying to say, that's propaganda. Right, right. And uh, then you're just a fucking Christian rock musician, and, you know, that that's not fun, you right. know? Uh, well, I was a Christian rock musician for a while. <laughs> in high school sick. when you were yelling cum. Yeah, yeah, yelling yeah. cum, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Singing cum in the yes. voice of the Lord. In, exactly, yep. Yeah. Um, We're called Ecclesiastes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good Christian, <laughs> Christian band name. Uh, let's talk about ranch. Rant, this ranch dressing, it is ideology. Yes, <laughs> it is exactly. bullshit. Uh, people always say, you know, all ranch dressing is political. And uh, <laughs> no, you, Miles, so Hidden Valley, uh, which by the way, there is a Hidden Valley ranch that ranch dressing was invented at. I in, just learned that uh, during in the year of our Lord, 1954. Yes. Apparently. Uh, yeah. They, <laughs> their claim, the makers of Hidden Valley Ranch are claiming victory over ketchup, that it is now their influence. 70% of ranch usage now happens beyond the salad bowl, mm. including for dipping pizza fries and popcorn. And now this is where I get fucked up. They said it has displaced blue cheese as a dipping sauce choice for wings. That's a fucking right. lie. That's a lie. And that's how I know this whole thing is bullshit. Yes. Because I will never put ranch on a wing. But this is a longstanding kind of conversation that Hidden Valley has been trying to get started uh, since 2000. 
2012, I found an article where they were like, uh, Hidden Valley is going to supplant ketchup as the number one condiment by putting out this new product, uh, Hidden Valley Everything, which is thicker, and so it sticks better to burgers and fries. What? Here's, and, how, here's how they should advertise it. They should be like, these PC culture people, <laughs> right, they don't want you to is. eat ranch yeah, on everything. <laughs> fucking own them. Own I mean, them with this extra ranch. It's true. The cultural elites don't want you to eat <laughs> They're all, that'll give you a heart attack. Ranch is just fucking, I don't, I mean, I get it. I I really liked ranch when I was a teenager because mm. uh, I'd never had it really growing up because uh, my mom just didn't have that kind of shit in our house. And then I would start eating, like I had friends who put ranch on everything. I was like, oh, this is, i like, okay, this is a wave. Right. Then it died off because I realized it was just covering everything I ate and there was yeah. no other flavor. It was more yeah. just like masking shit in ranch. Right. Uh now I'm like really not as into the whole ranch thing, but like when you see all these like ranch fucking fest, ranch fest they have in <laughs> Vegas or whatever, where people are like beer bonging fucking ranch, oh. it's just like the new fucking bacon <laughs> where people are mistaking food for a personality. Yeah. Right. And I'm a little, whoa, you know, ranch bacon. Hold on. Yep. Well, no, that's the thing. And that's when you look at like the shit Hidden Valley is making, they're like, they found a way to weaponize ranch in every possible <laughs> way. By the way, ketchup isn't the number one condiment in the united states salsa right it's actually mayo oh uh, shit and oh, mayo. Then mayo by like a lot 400 million containers sold each year oh. then salsa with 271 million <laughs> that, that's probably ketchup. uh it's probably because of real america that's right <laughs> catch my drift which is funny i thought i thought they're all those like fucking takes like oh millennials are ruining mayo mayo's right. dying because right. millennials are poor. I think that was a single article we found written <laughs> yeah. by a woman who oh, yeah. was mad that people didn't like her uh, chicken salad. Yeah. It's always somebody with a really specific agenda. Right. Millennials yeah. don't want to come over to my apartment anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They're killing the coming over to my apartment industry. Millennials yeah. think my Scarface poster is, quote, gay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, be wary of any ranch news that you hear. <laughs> uh, I know you guys have been just reading ranch news with an open mind, but try and be a little bit. This cynical. is what's wild. There is a ranch dipping sauce, right? If you go to the Hidden Valley site, they have a whole subsection of different ranches you can get. Okay. One is called blasted creamy dipping sauce, ranch dipped pizza flavor. Now Ranch what the fuck? Dipped pizza. It's so it's basically evoking the taste. It, the the ranch, the dressing that comes out of this is meant to evoke the flavor of you dipping pizza into ranch. Of it's a flavor. It's a ranch dressing that's flavored as ranch dressing that has pizza dipped, <laughs> dipped in it. This is that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is meta. Right. There's right. layers to this. this what is do you like put that on? Do you put that on? This is salad? inception. Is this praxis? Right. This is praxis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> it's just fucking. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's meant to just be like if you like the flavor of ranch and pizza, but you don't want to just dip your pizza in ranch. You just want to export that flavor to another eating experience. This is where I'm just saying the layers are becoming too thick and yeah. crazy. Do you want to eat an Escher painting? <laughs> right. <essentially. laughs> Do you want your condiment to just confuse the shit out of like you? Like that one scene in Labyrinth? Right. <laughs> Have you ever made ranch? Uh, no, I was just actually, I'll actually talk about this later. I'm into making my own dipping sauces recently, oh. and I was realizing how easy it is to make ranch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's making your own sauces is fun. Um, I used to have to make it, because I worked at a pizza restaurant, uh -huh. and so you'd have to make it in batch. And, like, it's basically just, like, three ingredients. It's just, like, buttermilk and then, like, mayo or something. Sour cream. Some green shit. And then you put it all in a bucket, and then you get this big drill thing, yeah, like a power like a drill head on with it. a mixer power head. beater. Yeah, and you <laughs> sit there like a construction worker, just like <laughs> people walk by, you're like mm -hmm, yeah. It's really weird. Was to it watch packets it. you were adding, or was it real like from scratch? No, it was, it was Hidden Valley actually. Oh shit! And yeah, it was okay. packets of green shit. Of I don't scranch. know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what's in ranch also, and I eat it constantly. And look, and we shouldn't know in a way. I don't yes. want to know. It's America's new blood type. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, guys, let's talk about the Straight Pride Parade uh, that 
finally happened uh, over the weekend. We the one in all, Boston? The one in Boston finally happened over the long weekend. Can I just say, I'm so glad I, dis- I pl- unplugged from the news for the last couple of days. Well, that's the thing. I mean, this was poorly executed from a number of standpoints. But number one being they, they held it over a holiday weekend that I, I had no idea it happened until after the holiday weekend. Uh, and I also had no idea it happened until after the holiday weekend because it was just it kind of nothing happened it was, it was a yeah wet fart yeah it was like 200 people showed up so not few enough to be like there so there's been other straight pride parades i didn't realize this there was a quote hetero activist uh who staged a straight pride parade in seattle uh <laughs> back in i think it was a couple years back 2015 and, 2015 and the attendance was lower it oh was, really huge uh, it was just him <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find one other fucking weird one other angry kind fucker. Of, it kind of takes the wheels off of his whole argument. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a asexual parade just by default. Right. Wow. He had he had the black and white balloons, which ended up being black and white, ended up being the color of the colors of the straight pride movement, uh, if you want to call it that. Uh, which we shouldn't. The straight uh, pride bowel movement. There was another straight pride parade uh, just last week in Modesto, California, uh, organized by Don Grundman, a chiropractor who also uh, keeps running for Senate and losing horribly. Straight pride parade. Oh, you mean a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Drop the fucking ball. <laughs> Don, a chiropractor, he's like, yeah, we got to keep things straight. Also, our spinal alignment. Oh, right. oh maybe it's all viral marketing. Yeah. Oh, could you? Oh, the most, like some someone offhandedly said that to him and he has the worst ideas and he's like, yeah, wait, hold on. Yeah. Straight pride, straight backs, straight. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. His logo on his site is a white fist uh, next to the words fight the power. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> so it's even worse because he, what is the power? There's a, <laughs> right, fight out, fight ourselves. There's an, also an old photo of a lynching on his website what? that links to an article where he calls black people chumps. So um, <laughs> okay, the that about section of the... his site, he claims that the crabbiness of the web design is on purpose because this. <laughs> Because it's a meat and potatoes site uh, that's here Fuck to, yeah. quote, assist you in both countering and leaving what I term as the matrix, which... Wait, wait. Which Hold is amazing wait. What the so fuck? many reasons. The about section of his website Says, is defending the shitty web design by making by being like, yeah, because we're trying to fucking red pill up right. in here. Yes. And also claiming that he is the one who came up with comparing... Uh, the media to the Matrix, uh, what what I term as the Matrix. So in a way, he's the or like originator of red pilling. Yes, that's it's, his. It's that's weird his claim. that he's not specifically talking about the red pill like scene analogy in right. the Matrix because he could be saying that the media is like those two albino twins from the second Matrix, right? Or some other weird shit. Yeah, he hasn't thought it through thoroughly enough or his mind doesn't work in that like meta text he's like yeah i'm not gonna lie guys i've only seen the trailer for (laughs) (laughs) that um when appearing before the modesto city council to make his case for his straight pride parade uh because nobody wanted it to be on shared county land so he had to end up renting out a place which then canceled it there um so he just had it in his basement basically but uh when he was talking to the modesto city council to make his case that he should be able to have a straight pride parade uh he had a bit of a freudian slip where he said we're a totally peaceful racist group (laughs) which cool yeah that's tough uh, anyways, only 20 people were there to celebrate uh, when when his party eventually popped off. Uh, but 200 LGBTQ allies showed up to oppose them. Uh, and that brings us to Boston just last weekend. First of all, they fucked things up initially by using Brad Pitt's likeness. Right. They were like, <laughs> like the <laughs> ultimate straight guy. Yeah. Tyler Durden, dog. We're all Tyler Durden. 
Um, I mean, we just think it's really cool him as an image of like the straight man because you know, like he's so hot and like his body's so tight and like everything about him like glistening. Like I don't know if that's real sweat or like yeah. the makeup department put glycerin all over his abs or whatever. But right. I'm feeling it. What's more heterosexual than an imaginary metrosexual friend? <laughs> <laughs> Who's, the, who's telling you to do all that bad stuff? Yeah, yeah. teaching how to use hair gel and shit. Right. <laughs> so about two hundred people showed up to march, uh, and were mostly drowned out by six hundred to a thousand counter protesters. Uh, Didn't they like shift it because the straight pride parade thing became so like such a joke around it that they're like. Well, it's also going to be like a costume parade, too. Well, so I think that was sort of their thinking heading in is how be- like straight culture has nothing to associate itself with. So whereas gay culture, like the gay pride parades are look amazing. Right. Like, and people have, you know, things to do like visually that like make them really fun to look at. They were like, oh, shit, like straight parade is just black and white balloons. Like, what are we going to do? Uh, so they were like, uh, you guys do cosplay, do cosplay. It'll be it'll be cool. <laughs> it was so well thought through that on the site it said, best solo costume gets a $100 gift card to something. <laughs> it's just Halloween. A $100 gift card, card to, to something. something. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a $200 card. Goes to the best straight couples cosplay for something again. Uh, wow, wow. The 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 reason that, that pride parades have a culture to them is that they have an origin and them just been made from whole cloth like the straight pride parade. Pride is in celebration of the you know the Battle of Stonewall where a bunch of queer people got into a street fight with the police inside of a bar right. and barricaded the walls up. Well, the reason I'm bringing this up is that this it, a straight pride parade implies the existence of straight Stonewall. Like, right. There was or some a, kind of oppression. Yeah. Or some sort of street fight with, like, whoever they're saying oppresses them. You know? Yeah. Like the PC police. Twitter. Perhaps? Yeah, that. Yeah. Or yeah. the queer eye people saying I should stop wearing cargo shorts. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's was... my fucking Stonewall, man. It's the, it, it denotes the day on which queer eye said uh, cargo shorts weren't cool anymore. Oh, so Brooks running shoes with Reebok white socks pulled up to my knees isn't a cool look? Yeah. Right. It's, it's like violence against me, man. The queer eye guys got hired to make over their dad and they like boarded up the walls and shit. They were like, right. they're, they're trying to get in here. Right. <laughs> oh god the photos look really uh yeah, really exciting pretty bleak uh and uh, and lo and behold how many fucking cargo shorts are in this fucking photo dude yeah. like even when you look it's like one <laughs> two three there are three pairs so of shorts pockets. in the picture or four pairs and three of them are cargo shorts so good ratio yeah not a ton of uh women were showing pride in their straightness and AOC tweeted, for men who are allegedly so proud of being straight, they seem to show real incompetence at attracting women to their event. Seems more like a I struggle with masculinity parade to me. Hope they grow enough over the next year to support join LGBTQ fam next hashtag pride. And that set the right wing media off. Now oh, their favorite That's, person, their favorite yeah. lightning rod. It gave them something to cover uh, it was beneficial to them in the sense that it gave them something to cover that wasn't the parade itself because that was just self-evidently embarrassing. Right. Um, but anyways, it looks like uh, at this point, straight pride parades are a resounding O for three. Uh, but, you know, keep trying, guys. I don't know, man. You seen a Patri- Patriot Super Bowl celebration parade? Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> undefeated, the thing. bro. Like, there's plenty of most parades are straight pride parades, right? Like, that's, <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But this one has the monoculture. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. There's, it like, has the, terrible masks. There's clowns. Yeah. Did you see the, cl- uh, the weird green clown guys? No. There's a, a picture that went around on Twitter of like a snapshot of these two guys that had green like makeup all over their faces and clown wigs. And somebody explained it to me. It's uh, after – so they, they took the Pepe frog and made it alt-right, you know, back mm-hmm. in like 2016. And then they kept evolving it like Pokemon style. So there's like a bigger one called Groiper. And then the Groiper? next – Groiper? Yeah. It's like this big, bigger, weirder – 
Pepe. And then there's this thing called Honkler now, and that's what they were dressed up as, which is like a Pepe frog that's also a clown. And I don't know what it means, but they certainly could explain why they're dressed up as a frog clown right. as a way of celebrating the fact that they supposedly have sex with women. Yes. Um, Tons it, of it. It's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is very strange. I wish I had not seen those pictures. Oh, yeah. It's nightmare fuel. <laughs> Miles, you, you pointed out this look at Trump supporters as an expression of this new trend. Yeah, a need for chaos. Yeah. So these political scientists, they did a, like six surveys. They're European uh, researchers, but they did four surveys in the U.S. where they Oh, like interviewed over 5,000 participants and two in Denmark with like somewhere around like 1,300 to kind of find like they, they had this theory essentially that there's a need from for some people who are participating in politics or a democracy that are just looking for what they call chaos incitement, which is a strategy of last resort by marginalized status seekers. Um, so what they're essentially saying is like, you know, Trump has often just sort of tried to create this narrative that America is in chaos. Um, and, you know, like that sort of build himself up to be like, look at these other presidents, their failures. It's chaos. It's chaos. It's chaos. We need to change it. Um, but they found that a lot of these people who have a need for chaos, they sort of get that out or express that need by just spreading like conspiracy theories and fake news and all this other stuff. And it's not necessarily because they're trying to spread their own ideology. It's just that their ideology is that they want to undermine the political establishment, elites, whatever, and try and get others inspired to be like, yeah, fuck this thing. Right. And before, I think a lot of times you could look at it as like, oh, these people want this specific thing. That's why they're tweeting this out. But they're, you know, as they look at it, they're like, no, these people really just do this. Not even because they believe that it's true. Mm -hmm. They say, quote, for the core group, hostile political rumors are simply a tool to create havoc. So in the way they identified these people is that they found that the people who were like really into this sort of this drawn to chaos category uh, that they had affirmative responses to the following statements. I fantasize about a natural disaster wiping out most of humanity such that a small group of people can start all over. I think society should be burned to the ground. When I think about our political and social institutions, I cannot help thinking, quote, just let them all burn. We cannot fix the problems in our social institutions. We need to tear them down and start over. I sometimes I just feel like destroying beautiful things. Well, I relate to all of these statements. Yeah. I agree with all of them. I guess what, I'm which a Trump is funny. supporter. Well, they, they say like a lot of these uh, tied strongly to support for Trump and then even to Bernie Sanders to a lesser extent. Right. Because I mean, like these are vague in, a, in the sense that if you can yeah. see like, oh, we're this capitalist structure we live under, like is not working. We need to let this shit burn. I mean, that's right. a thing we've even said about like fucking burn it down. Yeah. Uh, but it's very, very strong with people who identified as like supporting Trump. Some of Trump's earliest supporters were these people who looked at like psychographic data that they had stolen basically from Facebook and were like, we've been tracking like political, like where people were in America politically. And right now it just spiked in terms of people who are ready for like an outsider candidate to come in and just basically flip the checkers table and, right. you know, just upend the game. And so that makes sense that like Bernie, who's mm -hmm. coming in and like criticizing things from the outside and also Trump, like both of these people who don't make sense to the mainstream media uh, would yeah. come in and like have some success. I mean, it shows it's at the very least, there is a growing number of people who feel completely powerless in the system right. and now are can some embrace just its total destruction. I mean, or other people just want to see it shook up. Yeah, I mean, people have been wanting, you know, fantasizing about zombie apocalypses for <laughs> like decades now. I know? remember when that was like the fucking every Urban Outfitters gift had something to do with the zombie apocalypse. Right. They're like zombie survival guide, which but, I read. Yeah, I mean, the idea of simplifying things, I think there's something alienating and a little bit like a deep existential terror about the number of people there are in the world and like how big the world is mm -hmm. that like people don't really like to kind of tangle with the idea that you're actually just one of, you know, uh, seven billion people. That your life means the, nothing. Right, yeah, I think, I think that fucks with people and that's where 
you know, a lot of our movies are about finding out that you're secretly the most important person on the planet, like in The Matrix or Harry Potter, you know, like all these huge movies are just like, oh, it turns out I'm the only one who matters, like, (laughs) which is- Fuck y'all. Yeah, I think this whole movement is tapping into a very human, like, way of confronting that and just being like, holy shit, like, Mm. in America especially, we don't- deal with things by thinking about ourselves as part of a collective, or at least we don't do that well. Oh, we, no yeah. We don't That's make true. meaning about, out of that. That's a pro- that that is. is a problem with a lot of people. They don't think, uh, I mean, to quote George Costanza, we're living in a society. <laughs> right. Um, and I think that's the problem is that a lot of people don't move with other people in mind and the day-to-day aspects, and that's that's what's frustrating. It's like I, what, a really good example of that is when um, – you're driving and a bus tries to merge and you see how many people won't let a bus merge. Right. That drives me fucking crazy. I'm always in the bus uh, trucks. Yeah. I always see that where trucks are like in an exit lane and they're like, I have to get over or and merge. And people are like, no, like, I have fuck to. you. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's gridlock traffic and it's like, dude, what do you- they're like you, two just, seconds, And it's bro, a bus right. full of people. Let yeah. them in. I don't know. It's just, you see examples all the time. I mean, even like the stupid, stupid straw thing is ridiculous of like how we're banning straws, but like we can't, I don't know, we can't ban plastic in general. Right, right, right. We're so dependent on that, but we want to get rid of these straws, um, which is proof that like nobody has any good ideas. Right. Well, yeah. And the ones that are would hold like too much of like the stakeholders at the top of industries accountable. And they're like, no, 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 don't fucking, don't bring that spotlight over here. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, look at Jay-Z trying to be like, let me fix the NFL. And it's like, uh dude, what are you doing? Bro, you look like a fucking sellout right now. Yeah. I mean, he looks crazy. It's also like impossible to change what's going on uh, in in an institution that's been existing for so long. Yeah. By handshaking with other billionaire plantation owners who are like, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure this out. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, and, I, and even with that whole Jay Z thing, I'm uh, part of me thinks like there could be the element that there is some kind of idea that he wouldn't just so foolishly engage with the NFL like that. And then part of me, we said this when the story first came out, we're like, part of me just knows he's a fucking hustler, dude. He's about that check. So yeah, he yeah. might really he's be a- like, no, fuck, fuck Cap, dude. Fuck yeah. all this yeah. shit. That's a yeah. fucking deal I just signed. Yeah. He's a he's a long term guy. Yeah. You think about how long he waited for Beyonce's virginity. He waited a long time for that. <laughs> and uh, is she a virgin? No. I, really? It maybe. I don't it's know. Kind of, she only had one other boyfriend before him, and she was, said she was saving it. Yeah, but Beyonce would have that power. She's like, I'm a virgin. I'm a I'm, right. I'm yeah. a virgin. Thank yeah. you so much for waiting. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Beyonce. I'm a virgin. <laughs> That's really, it's a blessing to be a virgin. Holy, Holy shit, shit, I can't believe Beyonce is here on <laughs> Thank you so day much. after her 38th birthday. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Daily Zeitgate, how you say it? <laughs> um, daily Zeit, um, I don't know how to How's say vegan that. How's veganism working out for you? It's good. Uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> I couldn't eat my birthday cake. <laughs> um, yeah, J- Jay-Z is crazy. But he, but I, but to your point, I do think he is someone who could easily be playing the long game and uh, having, have, like having the center be money. Like, yeah, right. I, I mean, I don't. What is it? Compassionate capitalism, which is not a real that thing, does, yeah. right? But like, yeah. I think that's kind of where it, what he's justified for himself. You don't right, become you know? a billionaire by accident. Yeah, you become a billionaire by being a, a ruthless animal. Ruthless, yeah, predator. As he you, said, you didn't start out from your trunk to right. reach the roof just to put the roof in your trunk. Right. That's poetic. You know what I mean? That's poetic. It, that's thank you. Thank you so much. And also, as he rock. said, Jay Z in the range, crazy and deranged. Yeah. So I mean, he told us he was crazy. Mm-hmm. That's from the beginning. <laughs> 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 so you know, I mean. Uh, the Ari Melber show. That was relevant. <laughs> <laughs> the Ari Melber show is so, oh, so whack. As uh, Jay Z said, the as, streets is watching. Oh, I have ninety nine problems, oh, but God. a B word is not one. It's like, oh, you should have just said it, Ari. Just say it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take another quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, should we talk about Starbucks? 
Oh, yes. What happened yeah. at Starbucks? Well, I didn't get that far down in the yeah, dock. Yeah, no, no. You want this one. Okay. This will lighten your mood after that. I'll tell uh, you if it okay, lightens good, my good. mood. Okay, good, good. Let me know. Uh, do you go to Starbucks? First question. Sometimes. Okay. Do you have an order that you regularly have? No. You, what do you get? Just like black coffee black or something? Black coffee. There you coconut go. Coconut milk. <clears throat> have you ever used the app to order? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, if you anyone who's opened the app and just tried to order something as simple as black coffee, you will see the customization menu right. is fucking bananas. It's, yeah, the amount of shit you can just do to a fucking cup of water is just absurd. And apparently this has been causing a lot of problems for baristas because people don't know how to act with this, these customizations. So you can add like, you know, syrups, pumps of flavor syrup, fucking fruit, uh, mashed fruit or whatever, right. fucking powders, milks, fucking the amount of ice. All this shit is in there. Well, now they're saying, look. We gotta fucking pull. We gotta pull oh, this shit back shit. because y'all are going ham on these modifiers, and now they have to limit Before modifiers. Pumpkin spice season. Yeah, modif- oh, exactly. Shit. I think it might have been pumpkin spice season that occasioned this well, change. The whole deal is now. This is the thing. Gasp! They're limiting modifiers. You can only add the same ingredient only twelve times. <laughs> <laughs> What it, so before that, people were going into the 20s what and 30s. What does that mean? So, so like, you could be like, I want this shot. I want this drink plus 30 shots of espresso. Okay. Or I want I this. like 30 shots plus, of vanilla syrup. Yes, yeah. exactly. So these are some of the drinks people were ordering. Okay, uh, yeah, this will help. Clean. A venti nine shot, one pump mocha, non-fat, no whip with exactly four shakes of cinnamon. That's something you can do in the fucking app. Okay. Here's yeah. another one. I mean, nine shots makes... Some sense to me. I mean, that's just added caffeine. That's yeah. just extra coffee. I, yeah, for sure. I get that. Well, let, let me let me let me get more of seeing. Are you guys fighting right now? How about this? <laughs> a cold brew, ten pumps of vanilla, mm. five pumps caramel, five pumps classic syrup, five pumps a more of caramel, five pumps white mocha, whole milk, coconut milk, heavy cream, almond milk, sweet cream, cinnamon, vanilla powder. Sweet and low. What the fuck stevia, is wrong with this? Splenda, person? sugar, dark chocolate curls, and extra whipped cream. See, that's what happens when you not get enough pumps in your <laughs> pussy. <laughs> wow. To start ordering this. Yeah, you just shit. you need other shit in your life to help you make you feel better. But that's ridiculous. That really feels like somebody who's taking advantage of the freebies and shit. They're like, you know what? I should put all that shit in there. Like I don't care sounds, if it's it just sounds like a sad Karen. Yeah, it and it will melt your teeth. I mean, yeah. The teeth. I just worry about people's dental health. I worry about uh, insulin spikes, diabetic shock just happening straight up in the drive-thru. Another one, the thing that was the most absurd to me was called the 2020. Someone just get a grande with 20 pumps vanilla, 20 pumps hazelnut. Uh, I was hoping it was Barbara Walters, John Stossel (laughs) themed. And not not something no, like dude, that. No, dude, old that school, her and Hugh Downs. <laughs> I'm Hugh Downs. But yeah, 2020 is, what the fuck? That's crazy. That's not even a thing that I feel is drinkable. This is, what, this is what people do when they don't have a personality. Right. They have no culture. Well, I think it, I, no this sense is of a culture, self. a 2020. Yeah. I think this is straight up addiction. Like, I think yeah, this is, is sugar, yeah. sugar right? addiction. Like, straight up, yeah, sugar being, like, <sighs> the thing that kind of... You know, you're, it's like the rat hitting the lever until you get all the all the pellets. But do you? What do you think sugar pumps withdrawal looks like? Somebody who's sick, off off coming off sugar. I mean, it's a lot of headaches. Right. It's a lot of just like not feeling like right, yourself. Like no, right. yeah, like no appetite. Because I because I took myself off of sh- like sugar addiction like years ago. And oh, it's re- okay. Fucking hard. Yeah. Well, because I was just like a. You gotta understand, my metabolism has been fucking great. It looks since like I was a kid. It moves at the speed of the it Millennium really Falcon. It really does. So I can just eat whatever the fuck I want, right. and sugar was like top, and it still is. Like if I could have donuts to every meal, I would. Oh, I really would. Favorite donut? Oh God, Cruller probably. Mm. Wow. And it depends. On that. Yeah, it's it's so good. Wait, um, so what were you at your in your at your darkest moment with the sugar? Just like no water and just drinking soda. Wow. Like that was my water was drinking soda. And um, favorite soda, Coca Cola Classic. All right. If I'm feeling spicy, get a little cherry Coca Cola. Um, but yeah, that's what. So, and I still struggle with it. Um, but it's part of why, like, I get my coffees with just milk is because um, I was starting every day with like tons of sugar in my right, coffee. Right, I, right, you right. Can't start your day with that shit. Yeah. You know, caffeine already is bad enough, but uh, those sh- that sugar shit is tough. But like, because I also get migraines in general. Right. 
So like when I started getting off, I mean, I lost 10 pounds almost immediately. And I didn't realize it was just like the sugar. That's all right. it was. Right. Like, yeah, the sugar just got off your body. Yeah, it just got off my body. And um, that. so those withdrawals are tough. And even now, I, I'm i like, oh, I need to eat sugar. And I, I'm not diabetic, which thank God. Right. It's seriously thank God because I should be. And I actually got tested, which was funny because every time I, I'm like, can I just get my blood tested? They're like, you're skinny. You're fine. I'm like, that's not how anything right. works. Yeah, works right. Fucking idiot. You're you should fine. see me. Here, look I at this montage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, doctor, yeah. <laughs> just take my fucking blood. What's your please? secret, mom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm here because I have Dear really crap. bad headaches. Okay, go ahead. Go off. Um, and and I like made them get test my blood, but um, you know, but. But that's the other thing is that like people, if you, especially if you're not, if you don't quote look diabetic, people will really dismiss you. Sure. And I was like, no one's going to help my sugar addiction except me. Like nobody cares because also the only thing that I would get is that, which I do have now is acne. And it's one of those things where people are like, oh, that's it. Good for you. That's a blessing. And I'm like, that's still not, my body's right. still reacting negatively sure. to this yeah. consumption. And yeah. So I think, yeah, people just have an unhealthy sugar addiction. And it's also like. It's easy to dismiss sugar addiction because it's not opioids, it's right. not right. booze, it's right. not drinking and driving. Right. It's exactly. just like, oh, having sugar. It's not affecting my job negatively. Right. You know Even though I mean? you're a yeah. bitch at work, Karen. Right. <laughs> Fix that. They're like, we're out of stevia. Yeah. yeah. Just screaming. But you know what? Worry it's not hard. for people who are, if if your order is a 2020, uh, you can still get that embarrassing ass drink. You just have to order it in person and say it out loud in front of other people yeah, right. at a Starbucks. That's a great way to shame people into reducing their sugar yeah. intake. Well, that was a theory a lot of baristas had who were they interviewed when they were talking about this. They were just like, you see it more in the app because I they feel like those people don't have to go and tell a human being, hi, I would like a 10 pump vanilla, five pump caramel, five pump classic syrup, five pump yeah, mocha, it's home milk, coconut. It's crazy. Yeah, people would be like, what the fuck? It's, shame is good. Yeah. yeah. We do need to bring back a little bullying in, in schools. Yeah. Just, well, yeah, just let you know, uh, at least get feedback from the outside world. Feedback. That's what we yeah. call bullying, feedback. Yeah, that's what, yeah. <laughs> That, I, I thank you to the woke bully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you rebranded it as feedback. feedback. <laughs> uh, so oh, I've got man. some feedback for you. So I got some feedback. <laughs> Push them down. I've got this feedback for you. What the fuck is this outfit? Right. That's funny. I'm going to write a bit about <laughs> that. The feedback. Nice. Right, yeah. <laughs> thank you. I got some uh, mom, dad. I got some bad <laughs> user feedback. I got at terrible work feedback at school. At school. Was it from Marcella? Yes. <laughs> Your teacher, Marcel? Is that we have those scripts? <laughs> <Your teacher. laughs> it was Miss Arguello again. Oh, uh, shit. She it's said old. I walk dumb. <laughs> you walk well, dumb, Jimmy, you bitch. do walk dumb. Look at your pigeon toed ass. Man, get the fuck right. out of here. Ooh, I was pigeon toed when I was a kid. Were you really? Yeah. I went to a wedding and um, somebody's mom put them on blast that they were pigeon toed. It was hilarious. No, and nobody knew because we like knew him as an adult. Right. Mm. So we didn't know that he was pigeon toed as a kid and she held put Just him went on. In? She went in on him. Was this during but the But it toast? was like very sweet. Yeah, they were giving speeches, but it was like free speech. It was just open speeches, which is yeah. fucking ridiculous. That shit happens a lot at weddings. I hated it. When it's just nonstop. There's the sometimes way too when long. it's like a fucking bad open mic. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh shit, you know what? Maybe I'll, you know. I would like to say something yeah, too. Yeah. Right? Like, no, 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 no. The stepfather yeah. doesn't need to say something again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and well, most people don't talk well. Yeah. Right. So it's and really... it's like very circular too because everybody's fucked up at that point. Like, you know, I just want to tell everybody when I look at these kids, I've just been, I just feel a lot of love Their for them. Their back turned to the <laughs> whole <Yeah>. room. <laughs> exactly. Like, and I got a lot of hope and I feel like just you look around, everybody's rooting for you guys. And we're gonna, <laughs> oh we just got a lot of love for you guys. And you know, no matter what, no matter <laughs> what, just look in each other's eyes. I don't know. Yeah, you're too good love. at this. You guys I know, he's so good at drunk Because <laughs> it's, it's my favorite shit. Uh, uh, the, there is the other thing, though, too, that you said that get reminded your me. your finger out of my face. <laughs> just finger <laughs> waving. See, I don't know. It's this caffeine. His, yeah. uh, is the, it's like, at pumps. weddings, when like family members go in so hard on the people that are getting right. married and you have no idea. Right. I saw, I'm not going to name names because I think these people might listen to the show. Yo, I saw someone's sibling do a whole fucking song about how they shit themselves. <gasps> right. And I was like, yo, that's fucking wild. This was like at a rehearsal dinner. Oh my right. God. 
If they listen, like, you know they're going to know. Yeah, they're they're gonna gonna know. That's not a thing that happens at a very lot of weddings. I went to a wedding on Friday, and the the bridesmaid, best whatever the fuck that she does called, the best woman. She, maid of honor. The maid of honor. I think best woman is a better Best term. woman is better. Um, and the best woman was like giving her speech, and she was like, and then they went through that breakup, and we all, because we're all comedians, we all booed. We're all like, boo! Because <laughs> he broke up with her, we're like, boo! Oh, nice. damn. And she like really talked about their break, because their, they had like a big wow. breakup. And I leaned over to my friend who was there, and I was like, girl, don't ever, if you give us, if I ever get married, and if you give us beat, right. don't ever bring up the right. bad times. Shit, yeah. Don't bring up the bad times. That's right. not what the wedding is about. Not even if about. you're trying to juxtapose that with how far we've come. Yeah, Just no. Shit bad out. times? Sure. Just breeze over I mean, it. <laughs> I mean, we remember. <laughs> I think we all remember. Oh, remember man. when you be, we called you the Zan Man? Whoa. <laughs> you blacked out in the Vegas Strip. Shout out to the Kid Mero. But yeah, uh, oof. Yeah, weddings are... I, there's some there's some good times. Yeah. Yeah, Zeit Gang, let us know if you've uh, ever seen a, a parent or a relative single-handedly nearly bring down a wedding with a speech. My dad was talking about a speech he saw at a wedding recently where they talked about like how quickly the woman slept with the guy and that, <gasps> my God. And that like weighed into like how oh, like he my knew God. like and that's how I knew that like very, that, very my, that my son was marrying a whore. Right, yeah. exactly. But she was pretty chill. <laughs> Hell yeah. She also slept with me and your mother. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. But... Things got wild in Tempe. Oh, man. <laughs> Tempe. It's definitely in Tempe. <laughs> and it's time for Miles to quiz us on some upcoming Hallmark Christmas movies. Do, first of all, let me uh, uh, posit this question. It's about uh, time. How many of us enjoy a terrible Christmas movie? I'm not. I'm not with you. Like okay. you, I'm a trash human. I'm also not who, with you. Okay, right. I my blood type is terrible Christmas movies. Okay, because there's no better way to just ignore your annihilation fantasies you have than to sit on a couch and watch these meaningless films where a person from a big city has to move to a small town to figure out the meaning of Christmas. Right, is typically the construction. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I asked is because. To me, these films are so formulaic that at times, from the title alone, you can begin to figure out what the the plot of the film is. Mm. So I just so Hallmark just announced their full list of holiday movies uh, and the titles with some synopses. Um, and I just want to see if you know for some media savvy individuals like yourself, right? I like garbage media and garbage movies. So right. I so I think, to, uh, and just knowing how these films are developed, how the titles all have to be kind of this witty. Is, this is the deal where it's 31 Christmas movies in the days of September or December or something. Uh, yeah, where they do, yeah, they would just pack it every day, yeah. basically. Okay, yeah, I think it's anywhere. the, I think October 25th. Again, started a little it early. It starts October sure. 25th. There's October. 40 films they have, first of all. So here we go. I just want to put this title up to you. Wow. This one is called A Christmas Scavenger Hunt. Okay. Now mm-hmm. you're saying that it's usually about a city girl who has to go back to the country. Not or... always, but it's okay. always some very, very generic rom-com construction. Yeah, I'm assuming this is sort of a gift of the Magi kind of deal. Okay. Where um, they've sent each other out on <laughs> these scavenger hunts and they get they get the thing, but they had to sell their other thing that matched with it to get the other present for that one. Okay. Does everyone up. know what Gift of the Magi is? No. Is that okay. Like the this present? is like, yeah, it's like one of these tropes. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a story, but now it's a trope where, um, let's say like, um, you know, the guy gets a, a haircut for the girl or gets it gets a hairbrush for the girl, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then the girl wants to buy something for the guy, and so she like cuts off her hair to sell her hair to uh, get get money for the guy's watch. But then the guy had to cut off his hand right, you know, to, to get money get for the, the hairbrush. Right. Oh, wow. And so, so they give it to like, him and they can't use them anymore. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like, but they well, learn a lesson about love. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm guessing this guy, you know, gets That's like overly a, complex. a star yeah. for that. That's, I'm sorry. I'm just going to cut you off and I'm just going to tell you. Oh, it's not Jack, it. Jack, just okay. go for it. Okay, scavenger hunt. There's a Christmas scavenger hunt uh-huh. that happens... In the city or the country, uh, mm-hmm. and a couple uh, 
is competing against each other or to a man and a woman are competing against each other and eventually fall in love. Nearly fucking spot on. Wow. Wow. When Belinda heads back to her hometown Belinda. for the holidays, things get complicated when she's forced to team up with her ex, Dustin, at the town's annual Christmas scavenger yeah. hunt. The town's. <laughs> okay. How about this? A Yours Christ- is, by, by the way, just way too meaningful. See, <laughs> yeah, the, see this is a Hallmark executive. Like, nah, if dude. I could do it again, I would have said it's just a scavenger hunt that ends with her finding a diamond ring. There you go, Mary. <laughs> there you go. Uh, how about this one? A Christmas duet. Okay. Mm. Uh, Typically, the titles give you everything. Yeah, okay. So I want to go with the competition aspect. They're both um, auditioning for the same chair, uh, cello or something. And then, um, so uh, in the end, one of them gets it, but then they decide to do a duet instead. Yeah, and I'm going to go with uh, the girl is coming from the city. Uh, She's a musician. She's moved away. Uh, to ply her musical trade in the city. She's going back home. Uh, her ex or high school boyfriend is also there, and they end up duet, like playing music together and falling in love. Wow. Okay, so it's about a well-loved music duo, Avery and Jesse, oh. Jesse famous for their duet, Wouldn't Be Christmas. They haven't played together in years and have since gone their separate ways. Ooh. Avery has given up music and opened up a beautiful, simple, yet idyllic lodge in snowy Vermont. Mm. While Jesse still tours and he's struggling to find the same kind of success yeah. they had as a duo. When fate brings them together, can they find happiness and success once more? I bet that uh, bucolic rural setting is better for the soul than his touring and worldly ways, if I had to guess. Okay. Uh, one last one, because this is just so absurd. This is called Picture a Perfect Christmas. This mm. is so zany, though. You're probably not going to get it, but I just like that they think this is a thing that would be a good Christmas film. Um, so a Christmas family picture? Something? Something? I'll give you a hint. It's about a photographer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, think of a photographer that really has nothing to do with Christmas. Okay, like okay. A, don't be obscene. Magazine photographer. I'm guessing it's a it's a school portrait photographer. Okay. And he uh, takes pictures of uh, different schools, and then when they get, <laughs> when, <laughs> he takes pictures no, of schools. I mean, you mean he's just a creepy guy outside school. of a school, being like, "All right, <laughs> he's not employed by a company." <laughs> Luther Wilson Elementary. Click. <laughs> so, it. so he takes school portraits of all the kids at different schools, okay. Okay, and then he accidentally switches. He accidentally sends the wrong prince to the wrong family. <laughs> That's oh. a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> On Christmas. Christmas. No, it's just Christmas is like a background. Yeah. Right. Because okay. uh, it's just a commentary on how long it takes to get the pictures. Interesting. Because right. they, they took the pictures nine months earlier. He's a, uh, okay, wait, can, I, can I try one more? <laughs> sure, yeah. A dating profile picture taker? No. Ah, it's shit. <laughs> Look how angry oh, Damn you, Hallmark. The movie centers around an extreme sports photographer no. yeah. who returns home for the holiday to look after her grandmother and ends up lending a helping hand to a neighbor who needs assistance watching his nephew. What does that have to do with extreme sports? Oh, there you go. There's probably an opening. Love. Yeah, right? Exactly. Well, she's, she's probably picked up a few uh, tricks of the trade from her extreme sports people. Right. And I bet the kid is having trouble with some manner of extreme sports or just like the building up the courage to do something. And in like, helping the nephew, her and the uncle fall in love. Or it's like, it's just a picture. You know what I mean? Don't get intimidated by the picture. It's just a moment. I right. watched one of these yesterday on the plane. A Christmas film? No, but the exact same structure, like mm-hmm. a, a Hallmark film. It's called Falling in Love, Two Ends. Ah. Christina Milian, you know, lives that corporate rat oh, race. Yeah. I think she said hamster wheel in the movie Got 48 it. times. And then she enters a contest to win an inn in New Zealand by mm. writing an essay. She wins it. And then throughout the movie- Wait, people... she wins it like she becomes a proprietor of yes. this property? Yes, so she moves to New Zealand <laughs> okay. and then to get this idea like, but it's a mess and she's got to right. clean it up. Money trap and situation. People keep, people keep saying like about how like this um, this guy was running the scam. Right. You know, uh, the contest was a scam. And then at the end, there's no scam. They never bring up the fact that anyone said it might be a scam. And then it just works out perfectly. And she has impeccable managerial skills. <laughs> impeccable. I love it.
Speaking of scams, I have a friend who's visiting in town and they like got a place through one of the, I think, Airbnb or not Airbnb, the other one. VRBO. Uh, VRBO. And it's just a complete scam. Like they took really nice pictures, like <laughs> paid a lot of money. And then the place is a complete dump. And Holy shit. The, the person Someone's uh, living emailed there. them the... The, the person emailed them the next day and was like, I'm going to tell everybody that you threw a huge party and destroyed the place if you try and get your money back. And they're well, like, what uh, the You literally what? sent me evidence of right. your plot. Wait, right. they, <laughs> buy. Yeah. they sent, I mean, what about the screenshot of that message? Can't they send uh, that to VRBO? Well, no, be like, they being... didn't say it like, I'm going to tell people that. They said, you threw a huge party last night. And ruined, I don't want to tell people. The place. But yeah, yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. So, anyways. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Have friends who live where you're going. Check out the place if possible. Yep. And uh, just don't don't contribute to housing crisis. yes. crises. But how many times can they get away with that? Like, VRBO gets a complaint every time someone stays there? Yeah. I mean, a lot of these that companies shit, are not yeah. staffed as well as you would think. <laughs> yeah. I, had to, I had a dispute with one of those companies. Shit. Shit took forever. Right. And there was shit coming out the toilets. Mm. And they're like, "You want your money back?" Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, there's raw sewage Shit's supposed on to go my in feet. The toilet, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not come out the bottom of the seams because they they sped up the renovations too much. I've seen it a hundred times. I watch a lot of house flipping shows. All right, that's gonna do it for this week's weekly zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.